Hello and welcome to You Bet Your Life from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Ladies and gentlemen, the secret word tonight is LAMP. L-A-M-P. Really? You bet your life! The more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers of America present Groucho Marx in You'll Bet Your Life, the comedy quiz series produced and transcribed from Hollywood. And here he is, the one, the only... That's me, Groucho Marx. Well, here I am again with $1,000 for one of our couples. Fenneman, who's first to try for it? Well, we asked if there were any young single people present tonight who'd like to get married someday. Mm -hmm. Just before we went on the air, our studio audience selected Miss Ellen Chambers and Mr. Charles Crumb. And here they come. Folks, step up here and meet Groucho Marx. Right in here. Welcome, youngsters, for the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. And if you say the secret word, you'll divide $100. It's a common word, something you'll find around the house. Ellen Chambers, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, where are you from, Ellen? Baltimore, Maryland. Baltimore? Mm-hmm. Very pretty girl. Uh, the, is that the uh, standard Maryland type? Oh, much better than I. Much better? Mm-hmm. Is there a straight uh, train that runs right from here to Baltimore? <laughs> I mean, without touching Johns Hopkins? <laughs> I've never touched Johns Hopkins. Right <laughs> I tried to touch him for $5 once, but I didn't quite make it. Uh, how, how old are you, Ellen? 20. 20, huh? Mm-hmm. And, uh, Mr. Uh, Charles Crumb, is that right? Correct, sir. How old are you, Charlie, my boy? Twenty-five, sir. Twenty-five, huh? You, you're not married? Uh? No, sir. Why, why not? I haven't found the right one yet. <laughs> well, the evening's young, and so are you. <laughs> and so am I. And one of us is a liar. <laughs> Where are you all from, uh, Charlie? I was born in Breckenridge, Texas. Oh, couple of southerners we've got here tonight. Huh? Oh, I'm not southern. You're not southern? Well, you're half southern. Half southern and half Maryland fried chicken. <laughs> Charlie, what sort of work do you do? I'm a caller. Uh, a caller? What kind of a caller? A hog caller? A train caller? <laughs> or, or just a white collar worker? I'm a square dance caller. A square dance caller? Oh, I see. Do you call them the same things I call them? <laughs> Can anybody dance a square dance? Anybody, sir. Could an old rounder like me dance a square dance? Well, anybody that knows their right from their left can square dance. Well, that answers the question, all right. <laughs> I'll take up hopscotch. <laughs> or just scotch. Do you, do you take your wife with you when you go square dancing, Charlie? No, sir, I don't have a wife. Oh, that's right. And, and whose wife do you, do you take with you? <laughs> Nobody's wife. You don't take anybody's wife with you? And you're a square even when you're not dancing. (laughs) What is your favorite square dance, Charlie, and uh, how does it go? Well, I like, uh, best of all, I guess, Sally Gooden. Sally Gooden, well, that sounds good. That's if I'm dancing. Uh Uh-huh. Well, how does that go? Well, uh, start with the first... Swing it loud and clear? You mean call it? Yeah, let's see. (laughs) Right... (laughs) Right here? Stop giggling, Charlie. You're... I'm not giggling. <laughs> well, you bow to your partner, lady on left knoll, join hands in circle self. Now circle right about my lady in a leading Indian style, right back home and swing. 
Now four gents out to the right and swing, side of goodness old, your might right back home and swing your tall and tall. And tip the and tile it You have a very fine voice, Charlie. That's a lie, but you're among friends here. So. <laughs> Uh, do you like Alan? Oh, yes. What do, you, uh, what do you do? I run the elevator at the Broadway Hollywood here in town. Is that so? <laughs> well, that's the finish of the May Company as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you listen to what people are saying in your vertical cement mixer? No, I don't pay attention. You don't pay any attention at all? You don't, eh? Somebody says second floor, you just ignore him and haul him up to the roof. <laughs> Now, Ellen, you, you girls must have a few complaints against the public. Now, this is your chance to talk up. What, what annoys you most in your job? Uh, men that smoke cigars on my car. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't look at me. I always crawl up the back stairs. <laughs> I'd like to use the escalator, but I, I can't seem to get off one of those things. <laughs> I stand there for ten minutes. I don't know which foot to start with. <laughs> now, what else annoys you in the elevator? Well, the... Um, uh, and who else annoys you in the elevator? Very often, I'll have the... I'll be standing out in the main floor, and the up light will be on, and I'll stand there and smile and very sweetly try to be very sweet and say, Car going up, please. Going up over here. Going up, please. Someone will be walking towards me, and they'll get about three feet away, and they say, Going down? That's a good nice big smile. Going up, please. Well, you know what it is, uh, Ellen. They're so bewitched by your beauty that they don't pay any attention to what no, you're saying. No, they know that bargain's up on the fourth floor, and they want to get there as fast as they can. Oh, the bargains. I thought the bargains were in the basement. No, not in our store. Oh. everyone. Well, I know in Macy's, they're in the basement. Right? <laughs> If Macy's don't send me one whole floor for saying that, there's going to be trouble. Huh? <laughs> well, uh, Ellen, uh, could you call out a few floors for us? Uh, say we're approaching the fourth floor where the bargains are. Now, how would you announce the items there? Well, I say uh, fourth floor next, lingerie, ladies' powder room, bathrobes, and collegian shop, and hat bar, and... A hat bar? What's always, a hat bar? Well, that's where the cheaper hats are, and I always love to say when someone gets in the car and they say, where's the millinery? And I always love to say, better millinery on three, hat box on four, and then wait to see where they get off. They all get off on three and walk up to four. <laughs> <laughs> She's very pretty, but I wouldn't like to be married to her. <laughs> I'd always be getting off at the wrong floor. <laughs> Well, you're a charming couple, and I'm sure the three of us will be very happy together. <laughs> now, in just a minute, you're going to play your bet your life for a chance at the $1,000 question. But first, a word about the exciting new Plymouth. It's here, the exciting new Plymouth. And what a beauty. From every angle, a brand new look. And inside... Luxurious new styling and color harmony. And wait till you drive it. You're in for a brand new riding sensation. Plymouth Safety Flow Ride. A revolutionary new use of hydraulic principles. First time in any car at any price. Ruts in the road? They just don't exist in a new Plymouth. Dips in the detours? Your new Plymouth eats them up. Backseat bounce? Not on your life. Rolling along in your new Plymouth, even the bumpiest roads feel like a super highway. And the result? You drive relaxed. Free from tension. 
And with a new confidence and peace of mind that means you drive more safely, too. So see your DeSoto Plymouth dealer and arrange for your ride. Put the new Plymouth through its paces on the roughest roads in town. Then you'll know why the new Plymouth is today's biggest value among low-priced cars. Now, let's see if you two will get a chance at the $1,000 question. Fenneman, explain the rules. Each of our three couples has $20. They bet as much of that 20 as they want on each of four questions, and the couple that earns the most money gets a chance at the $1,000 DeSoto Plymouth question at the end of the show. Here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. You selected Western movie heroes. Here's your first question. How much of the 20 are you going to try? I don't know. Do you? you say. All right, $10. $10. What was the name of the masked man of the West with a pal called Tonto? Lone Ranger. The Lone Ranger is correct. Hey, you're off to a good start. You have $30. You got $30. Remember, you're going for $1,000 tonight. How much of your 30 are you going to bet on this one? How much? Talk up, talk up, and... Well... Uh, <laughs> and play your bets and tip your canoe and tie them to... Fifteen dollars. Fifteen smackolas. What is the name of the cowboy with a pal named California and a horse named Topper? That's Hopalong Cassidy. Hopalong Cassidy is right. <laughs> you have $45. All right, you got $45. Here's your third question. How much of the 45 are you going to uh, tamper with? Oh, 20 bucks. That'll be fine. <laughs> All right. What is the name of the cowboy who has an Indian boy named Little Beaver as a pal? Red Rider. Red Rider is correct. And you're trying to $65. 65 bucks is your last chance to beat the other couples. How much of the 65 are you going to go for? Yeah. No, no. Huh? No, uh-oh. No we want to have please. some left. Not we fair. Can... <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tippy Canoe and Tile 2, and here we go, and the Salagazan. Now, look, don't, 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 don't coach them because it's not fair to the other couple. Now, you might like one of the other couples better. It's not conceivable that I'm going to like anybody better than this, but it's possible. Lady Dow, what is the name of the singing cowboy with a cowboy with a horse called Trigger? Roy Rogers. Roy Rogers is right. <laughs> Total of ninety-five dollars from the DeSoto Plymouth dealers, and thanks very much. What's next on the agenda? Uh, well, I want to tell you, Groucho, the Mr. secret word is still lamp. And uh, here comes our next couple, Groucho, a fashion expert and a married man. They were selected from our studio audience just before we went on the air. Mrs. Florence Marsha and Mr. Max Snyder, folks. Meet Groucho Marx. Right up here, please. Welcome, welcome for the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. And if you say the secret word, you'll divide a hundred dollars. It's a common word, something you'll find around the house. A uh, typical husband and a fashion expert, eh? Uh, Mr. Max Snyder, I presume you're the husband, the uh, typical husband. Uh, typical husband and Tyler, too, and here we go. <laughs> Where were you born, Mr. Snyder? I was born Devil's Half Acre, Bangor, Maine. Devil's Half Acre? Why do they call it uh, Devil's Half Acre? Well, uh, probably because the devil, well, because it was raised down there, I guess. Oh, devil the was... devil was raised. Now, would <laughs> Devil's Acre be anywhere near uh, Belly Acres? That's uh... <laughs> well. How do you know, how do you know you were born there, Mr. Snyder? Well, my mother told me. Your mother told you that, huh? Well, that's purely circumstantial evidence. <laughs> what sort of work do you do, Mr. Snyder? I'm a shipping clerk. And you, uh, Mr. Florence Marsha, is that right? You're you're okay. a fashion expert. That's right. Uh huh. Well, that's a nice job, isn't it? Uh, where where are you uh, fashioning? Uh, well, 
Well, I have Ms. a shop on Boulevard across from the Ambassador Hotel, mm-hmm. Ladies' Dress Shop. Ladies' Dress Shop. Uh, right. What's the name of it? Marsha of California. Uh-huh. And what kind of clothes do you make? Uh, well, we make clothes for all occasions. For all occasions? Yes. That's interesting. What kind of a dress do you suggest for a hot shower? <laughs> Something cool, I suppose. <laughs> now, what's your average price for a dress? Uh, daytime or evening. You mean your prices change after six o'clock? <laughs> well, let's say about two o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> after I spent all my lunch money. <laughs> well, prices vary. Uh, if a house dress or an afternoon dress, it isn't as expensive as a cocktail dress. A cocktail dress? What is a cocktail dress? Uh, they come a little higher? Yes, uh, they come a little higher. Well, those are the ones I'm interested in. <laughs> Now, with a cocktail dress, do you put an olive or an onion in the dresses? Uh, personally, I prefer a tomato in mine. <laughs> now, Mr. Snyder, uh, how much does your wife spend for a dress? Uh, I really don't know. She handles all the money. Now, take a stab at it. What do you think is reasonable for a dress? Well, uh, you keep out of this, Lawrence, huh? Oh, <laughs> well, I don't know. About eight or nine bucks. <laughs> may be reasonable, but uh, I bet that isn't what she spends, though. <laughs> How do you go about designing a dress? What's your uh, modus operandi? I well, read that somewhere in a telephone booth. Huh? <laughs> I thought it was the name of a girl, and I tried to get her on the phone. Huh? <laughs> modus operandi. Turned out to be a Greek girl. She didn't understand a word I was saying. <laughs> Could you tell us how you dream up a gown? Florence? Well, the first thing I would do would, I would take your measurements, and I would measure... You're not the only one who's taken those, huh? <laughs> I would measure your shoulders, and, uh, your torso, and your waistline, <laughs> your hips, and then I would measure you from the waist to the floor. Suppose I'm standing on my hands. <laughs> All right, now you've got my measurements. Uh, what about uh, the new fashions for women? Is the plunging neckline going to keep plunging? Oh, uh, I think you'll see a lot more of the plunging neckline. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> you know, on some television programs, that's all they've got for entertainment. <laughs> well, thanks to you, too. I'm no longer in the dark about women's fashions. Now, let's see if you two can win a lot of money. You run your $20 into more than our other couples, and you'll get a chance at the $1,000 DeSoto Plymouth question. Now, Fenneman's offstage to remind our listeners how much the first couple won. The elevator operator and the square dance caller won $95. Now, here we go. Let's see how high I can build your $20. You selected card games. Now, here's your first question. How much of the 20 are you going to try? Ten. Talk up, kids. Ten. All right. And what game is the Queen of Spades 13 points against you? Hot. Hearts is right. $30. Remember, you're going for $1,000 tonight. Now, how much of the $30 are you going to try on this one? No, $25. $25. you are going to bet $25. In what card game are the red trays worth 100 points? Canasta. Canasta is correct. $55. All right, now, here's your third question. How much of the $55? $50. In what card game is pegging... The method of scoring. Cribbage. Cribbage is right. You <laughs> have $105. Here's your last chance to beat the other couple. You're going to bet how much? 105. That's the word. You're going to bet 105. <laughs> now, 
please don't help him. In what card game do you use the term Little Slam? Bridge. Bridge is correct. And you'll wind up with a grand total of $210. Thank you very much. Groucho, the yes. secret word is still lamp. We invited some people in uniform to the show tonight, and just before we went on the air, our studio audience selected Private Mary Gillespie of the United States Marines and Seaman Clarence Mulheron of the United States Navy. And here they are. Folks, step up here and meet Groucho Marx. Well, welcome, kids, to your bet your life. And if you say the secret word, you'll divide $100 between you. It's a common word, something you'll find around the house. A sailor and a, and a lady Marine, huh? Where, where are you from, uh, Lady Marine? Mackinac Island, Michigan. How old are you, Mary? Twenty-five. Twenty-five. Yeah. Where are you? Where are you from, uh, sailor boy? Princeton, West Virginia. How old are you, Clarence? Twenty-six. Twenty. And you're twenty-five, huh? <laughs> now, Mary, how do I address you? As Admiral or General or uh, Miss uh, So and So or what? Well, I'm off duty. You can do as you like. <laughs> Well, isn't that a shame? At the moment, I'm on duty. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> However, I won't be here indefinitely. Huh? How long have you been a sailor, Marine, uh, Clarence? <laughs> I was in the uh, Navy three years during the war, and I was uh, recalled to active duty August this year. Uh-huh. You like it? Yes, sir. <laughs> How long have you been in the Marines? Uh? About four months. Four months, huh? Well, uh, Mary, I I'll just call you honey, huh? Uh -huh. <laughs> First time I ever called a marine honey, huh? <laughs> Where are you stationed, Mary? Uh, the uh, Marine Air Station, El Toro. El, El Toro? El Toro, what, what does that mean? It means the bull. <laughs> that sounds reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> a tough male marine could be likened to a bull, I suppose, only what does that make a lady marine? Skip it, I never should have brought it up. <laughs> Where are you stationed, sailor? Uh, Coronado. Well, well, that's a pretty flossy place down there, isn't it? Well, uh, why, why are you stationed down there? That's where the base is. <laughs> Speaking of base, reminds me of an old story of Will Rogers. Many years ago, I was playing baseball, and he was on the other team. He was playing second base for the other team. And somehow, I got on first, and I started to get down to second. And Rogers is standing between second base and the pitcher. So the catcher throws the ball to Rogers, and he turns around to me, and I'm way over there, and he says, you're out. I says, you're crazy. Well, you're nowhere near me. You have to touch me on second base. You're not near the base. He says, look, son. He says, when you get to my age, wherever you stand is second base. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do in the Navy? I'm a UDT man. UDT? Is that like DDT? <laughs> You're not an insecticide, are you? No, sir. Well, uh, what, what, what is UDT besides UT? <laughs> well, that's what it is. Imagine asking somebody what he does, and he says, I'm an UT. <laughs> now, what is, a, what is a UDT? Uh, it's an uh, underwater demolition team. Oh, well, that explains everything. Except that I still don't know what you're talking about. Right? <laughs> What's an underwater demolition team? Well, uh, you might have heard us call frogmen. When we're dressed for action, we have the appearance of a frog with our rubber suits and such. 
You look like a frog? Better be careful what you say now. Some of my best friends are frogs. Hop along Cassidy, for example. What makes you think you look like frogs? Hop along. You see, a frog, they jump around like that. I don't mind explaining them. I have plenty of fun. And since you're not listening anyhow, we might just as well. Now, what kind of training do you get for your work underwater, sailor? Oh, we get uh, dynamiting, swimming, drop and pick up. We usually have a day of hours PT in the morning, mile. What's PT? Physical training. Mm. And a mile or two mile run down the beach. I like the condescending way he explains everything. <laughs> Suppose you were doing reconnaissance work in combat. Now, just what do you do? <clears throat> we're dropped from a high-speed uh, landing craft uh, approximately 500 yards from the beach and uh, swim in to the beach with uh, explosives and uh, destroy what obstacles might be there to hinder a, a landing force. I might mention the first reconnaissance, night reconnaissance I ever went on, how scared I was. <laughs> uh, we... It was a night reconnaissance at Guam, and uh, it was under the cover of darkness. And uh, we got so close to the beach that we could <clears throat> see the sentries lighting their cigarettes and talking to one another. We could hear the cement mixer running. They were making obstacles, I guess, for us to blow up. And uh, we could hear dogs barking. And it was quite an experience for a green lad like me right out of high school. <laughs> I should think so. Huh? You know, I don't think the American people appreciate the hazardous work you kids are doing to keep our country safe. Now, <laughs> uh, Clarence, let's discuss something uh, far more dangerous. Would you be interested in making a date with the Marine Corps after the show? between paydays and um... You mean you're flat as a pancake? Pretty well bent. Well, now, uh, suppose you want some money in the quiz. Would you Would you take Mary out for a date? Yes, yeah, sure thing. Mary, would you like a date with an eager fellow who likes to croak at the moon? I might. Fine, I'll meet you right after the show. <laughs> Clarence, you're going to play your bet your life, and if you win any money, I'm going to hold you to your promise. You're going to take Mary out for a hot time, aren't you? That's right. And not underwater, either. Huh? <laughs> All you got to do is run your $20 into more than our other couples, and you'll get a chance at $1,000. I can't tell you how much the other couples won, but Fenham is going to remind our listeners. The fashion expert and the married man are ahead with $210. <laughs> Here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. You selected keeping up with the Smiths and Joneses. Joneses. Here's your first question. How much will you bet? Yeah. Okay. What was the name of the Smith who was a friend of Pocahontas? Captain John Smith is right. You have $30. All right. Remember, you're going for $1,000. Now, how much of the $30 will you bet on your second one? You're the boss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Twenty. You say she's the boss? 
women are still wear the britches in the family. <laughs> well, I'm assuming that what he says is correct. Now, uh, what is the name of the famous locomotive engineer named Jones? Casey. Casey Jones is right, huh? Now you have $50. Now here's your third question. How much would you bet? 40 Okay. You're going to bet 40. 40 Now, Clarence, remember, if you win, you're going to take Mary out? Oh. Right. <laughs> Don't look so resigned to this, Mary. <laughs> Mary is a very attractive girl. All right, what was the name of the New York governor who was famous for his brown Davy? Al Smith is right. Thank you. $90. All right, you got $90, and here's your last chance to beat the other couples. How much will you bet? Yeah, I guess. Fifty. 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 What is the name of the zany orchestra leader named Jones? Talk it over now. Spike Jones. Spike Jones is right. $140, and that means the fashion expert and the married man with $210 get the chance of the DeSoto Plymouth $1,000 question. Folks, the other street, a ride in the wonderful new 1951 DeSoto. It's by far the finest car DeSoto has ever built. Too long and low, beautiful and wide enough for real comfort, with plenty of trunk space. But the most outstanding thing about the 51 DeSoto is its ride. The ride's a revelation. You've never driven so comfortably in your life. The steering is feather light, and this new DeSoto, of course, lets you drive without shifting. It makes even the roughest road feel like a smoothly paved highway, thanks to a new kind of shock absorber. It's got new synchronized springs, chair-high seats and a big, new, higher-powered engine. All in all, the 51 DeSoto is the biggest car value I've ever seen. Do me a favor and watch with this great new DeSoto. Coming in a few days to your DeSoto Plymouth dealer. It's a revelation. And, Groucho, here comes the winning couple... The fashion expert and the married man all set for the thousand dollar DeSoto Plymouth question. Well, you can buy me a new dress if you win here tonight, uh, Mrs. Uh, Florence uh, Marshall. All right, here we go for one thousand dollars. I'll give you fifteen seconds to decide on a single answer between you. So think carefully and please, no help from the audience. Here it is. <coughs> Hollywood's first Oscar was awarded to a young actress in 1928. Who was the first Academy Award winner? <laughs> What is the answer you two have decided upon? Janet Gaynor. Janet Gaynor is right. Well, now, let's see. You win $1,000 plus $210 in the quiz. So you really cleaned up tonight. Congratulations. From the more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers from coast to coast, you bet your life. Be 
sure to tune in again next Wednesday night at this time for the Groucho Marx Show, when the big question will be worth $1,000. And don't miss Groucho's television show, also presented by the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers of America. And remember, all dealers who sell DeSoto also sell Plymouth. Two great cars, both products of the Chrysler Corporation. And when you drive in, tell them Groucho sent you. Good night, folks, and remember, just be sure to see your DeSoto Plymouth dealer. Folks, here's a reminder from the National Safety Council. When parking on a hill, don't depend on your handbrake. Turn the wheels to the curb. You Bet Your Life, transcribed from Hollywood, is produced by John Goodell, directed by Robert Dwan and Bernie Smith, music by Jerry Fielding. This is George Fenneman, signing off for the more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers from coast to coast. (laughs) 